screen. So decanonization. We've studied the lectures. <laughs> Agnosium almost no, just kidding. I wish we could spend many more weeks on them. But why are these precious truths decanonized? And and what do we do about it? Like just opening it up. What did you all learn? What insights were there in that case study for the decanonization of the lectures that really stood out to you and, and changed your perspective or added additional light? Do you have questions? Just open it up. What you got? <laughs> well, I thought it was interesting that um, uh, when John W. Fitzgerald wrote Elder Joseph Fielding Smith about it, and he gave those four reasons that they were all refuted later on. And so it was like, did they not understand or did he just kind of make things that he thought would pacify people because he didn't really want to tell? Mm -hmm. That's a great question because <laughs> I've wrestled with that same thing. It's like, huh, because that doesn't seem like a very strong argument for to go to such mm -hmm. extreme measures of decanonizing something, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I've so I just, that. I thought that was kind of, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Seems like there's just a little bit of a lag there. And I, I'm sorry if I cut anyone off. But um, it, it's interesting how this article kind of uh, provides the kind of two sides to things. Like uh, we have different quotes from, from presidents on why we canonize things versus, you know, why we don't canonize things. And there seems to be a lot of conflicting opinions in this article, like you said. Yeah, so it didn't really shed any light on anything in the end. <laughs> yep. except that Joseph Fielding, yeah, except Joseph Fielding Smith didn't know what he was talking about because those four points were not. Mm -hmm. I, also, I also thought it was interesting that Joseph's, um, what did they call it? Um description of the father morphed mm -hmm. i thought that was a I don't very think more, thing. it evolved yeah because at least well and i think the version of the first vision that we have is from later and i don't remember what the other one said about the father but it made me wonder he's always known the father was flesh and um flesh and bone so was he when he said of glory what was it power and glory mm -hmm. um was he trying to give added um description of the father yeah that's what i seem to to question there because like if like we took a look at the context, right, of uh, Joseph Smith. He's received many theophanies leading up to, to 1830, right? And mm -hmm. uh, he and others are, are writing these uh, lessons and, and catechisms on how to receive the same blessing and, and the same faith that, that they've had. I, I don't know. It seems very contradictory to say, oh, well, he just didn't know as much then as he knew in the Nauvoo period. 
God doesn't change. I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that. I, I don't believe that. I think he knew that the father was flesh and bones. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't think, I thought that was kind of, I kind of disagreed with that when it said his description of the father's, his belief of the father. I can't find it to know. Um, but it said it evolved and it was like, I don't, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here on page 76, that, that first kind of full paragraph, it says um, Smith's third and fourth points, which question the lectures God had teachings touch on their main difficulty. Simply put the lectures present Joseph Smith's 1835 understanding of the Godhead, which was modified by the time of his death in 1844, which I'm, I'm not saying that Joseph Smith didn't grow in, in all of his understandings, but I mean, that's one thing that is very present from all of our knowledge of, of Joseph Smith, right? Like he's seen God, the father and the son from the very beginning of the, the restoration. And I, I, God isn't a, a changing being and, and stuff. And so it just seems like any additional insight that Joseph is revealing is just helping people consider a new aspect of the character and perfections and attributes of God, like you were saying there. Yeah, that's why I didn't like they said it was modified. I don't like that term because I don't, it leads you to believe that it was evolving. And I don't think it was evolving. I think he was just trying to add more context or understanding, description, whatever you want to call it, of the father. Mm -hmm. And I think like kind of a, the same case, we have many different uh, accounts of the first vision, right? Um, how many do we have? Like eight, I think, right? Some are primary sources, some are secondary and, and so on, but um, it, the same kind of principle there. I don't think it changed, but at different points to different audiences and, and different things, like he's able to describe things in a different way or called upon by the spirit to, to even add new insights into his original experiences. That's why I don't like the word modified because it makes it sound like it was evolving or he was, you know, changing his mind or had more understanding. I don't think he did. I think he had all this understanding in the first vision. Mm -hmm. So I just, I disagreed with the author on that word. <laughs> yep. And so the question that, that I usually come across is, so should we be studying the lectures? I mean, they were decanonized. So why would we put our effort into them? And I really love uh, President McConkie's uh, quote there on page 77, kind of towards the end. Uh, so this is 1972. I mean, the, they've been decanonized for, for quite a few years. But McConkie says, in my judgment, the lectures are the most comprehensive, intelligent, inspired utterance that now exists in the English language that exist in one place, defining, interpreting, and expounding, announcing, and testifying what kind of being God is. It was written by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the spirit of inspiration. It is, in effect, eternal scripture. It is true. And so, I mean, even in a decanonized state, we have uh, current uh, apostles at that time saying, yeah, they're, they're scripture. They were written by the Holy Ghost and... Um, I don't know. It's just a testament. Yeah, we should still be studying them. They're they're still relevant, and so I don't know. A very. And I was when I was reading it, I did, I have a I had a feeling lots of times that it shouldn't be in there. Like 
especially lecture seventh, I couldn't really imagine it being in the scriptures. There mm -hmm. was just a lots of times when I was reading, I thought, I can't imagine this being in the scriptures. It's mm -hmm. it's not written that in a scriptural way, and it doesn't. I don't know. It didn't bother me at all that it's taken out, mm -hmm. and I feel like it's to me this book to me has been life-changing like just like i told you i read it before we read it and i was like yeah it's pretty a book but then to study it and like really yeah. really take it in and kind of um study the words and um process it more i it's to me it's been life-changing like like i've gotten more out of it than i ever thought i would get mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't feel like it belongs in there. It doesn't read like scripture and it doesn't feel, I don't know. It is, to me, it is, I, it doesn't bother me at all that it's out. Mm -hmm. And the Lord seems to, to lead those that need it or are ready for it uh, to it when, uh, when the need arises, right? And right. Uh, to have it canonized in our, our quads would <laughs> almost be... Um, I don't know, just broadcasting uh, mysteries and, and things in, in a more generalized format. And I think that there's a lot of wisdom in having it decanonized, even though when I first read it and was coming to terms with it, I mean, I was like, mm, I had a, like a sour taste in my mouth for anybody that was <laughs> involved in, in the decanonization. But through time, the Lord's kind of softened my heart and it's like, I needed it to to not be in there and i'll i'll like like he's done with us i'll lead people to it when they're ready and uh able to act upon um the the concepts presented in it and so it, yeah i think there's things in it that it would be used as points of contention or persecution mm -hmm. maybe that's mm -hmm. part of the reason and that's why I'm saying maybe they just didn't really, because those four reasons didn't hold water. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm wondering, maybe they just didn't want to say why they mm -hmm. decanonized it. Yeah. But I could see, and it could be, and we've talked about this before, a real um, point of apostasy for even members of the church. Mm -hmm. If they're not firmly rooted. Yeah, totally agree. Um, so one thing that, I don't know, helped me understand this article a little bit better, because I had this one kind of in my back pocket, but when I went to education week and the class on the Wilfred Woodruff papers, um, the very first session there on, on Tuesday, like helped amplify a lot of, um, I don't even know what to call that, that period of the church necessarily, but, um, kind of the transition from, John Taylor, Wilfred Woodruff, and, and the, the next few prophets, they, the church was in a, a growing phase. I mean, it had some definite growing pains that, that it had to work through. And uh, like Kathy was saying, like, I, I don't think that these would have helped the situation at all. And through those, those growing pains that they were going through um, Wilfred Woodruff, the best documenter of, of church history that we've got. 
he was writing about all of these things that just the 12 were arguing and bickering about. They, they lost the spirit many times in their, their meetings because they had aspirations and contentions galore. <laughs> and so uh, looking back at some of those meetings, um, as one of the, the points here uh, that said to, to avoid um, uh, dis, uh, what is it disputations or, or something in there to, to avoid quarrels with with things we just decided to, to remove them. And I, I can definitely see that because even the, the church brethren were having quarrels all the time about things. And so, I don't know, I would go back and, and listen to that that uh, Tuesday lecture from the Wilfred Woodruff papers. It, it kind of helps amplify some of the, uh, mm, I don't know, the, the back and forth I kind of presented here in this article. It was very eye-opening, but anyway, any other thoughts or, or comments on the actual decanonization uh, study that uh, we read about? Because if not, we'll just kind of open it up for, for testimonies. Starting it off with, with my own, it, it's been such an amazing journey. Like Kathy was saying at, at the beginning that, um, you know, I, I've read this uh, a few times, but it, it never has sunk into my heart like it did this time uh, with the the journey that the Lord has just personally led me on. Um, and I've brought a lot of you on for <laughs> the ride with some of our books and, and you've helped me with book suggestions and things that I don't think I would have got near out of the lectures had I not understood about the life of Abraham or the ladder to heaven and, and our roles in decent phases and, and all of that and, and the role faith can play in that. I don't think I would have got near out of it if I hadn't studied President Nelson's words and Triumph of Zion. Like all of these things as a background or, or a prerequisite of, of sorts to, to reading the lectures, I mean, my mind was like blown um, going through these as I was trying to find a chiastic structure and literary devices um at coming off of isaiah right because he's the the master poet and encoding these things i found that the lectures themselves have these same literary patterns and that there is like a bifid structure in lecture fifth and there there is uh overflowing chiasmus uh throughout like it, it was just another testament to me that the lord is the same yesterday today and forever and that we can approach him that it's within our faith structure here to to accomplish the impossible and and to throw off our our veils of unbelief and and actually want a relationship with god and uh anyway i i just love the lecture so much i'm so grateful for the lord having um put me on this path and and <laughs> shaken me a few times to, to wake up to things um, and, and most of all, thankful for, for all of your comments and uh, things as we've went along to, to help guide and amplify this study through It's been an amazing ride. I'm, I'm so grateful for all of the, the fruits that have come from this study of faith. Um, but anyway, I, I just bear my wholehearted testimony, uh, kind of like... Um, uh, McConkie's there at the end. I know that these are scripture, that they were given by the, the power of the Holy Ghost, and um, they are, in effect, eternal scripture. They are true, um, that we can come 
to God um, with this newfound faith as we exercise it and um, lead a life that is pleasing to his will. Anyway, I just bear that testimony and open it up. What what has impacted you and um, what would you all like to share? I five minutes to the hour and so i've <laughs> <laughs> really noticed a difference i loved studying the word of wisdom part i don't remember what part that was mm-hmm. um that was i've really felt a difference in that what part was that i don't even remember but it was one of our precursors to the the lectures yeah, before yeah. we started that I've noticed a big difference in my thinking and I feel I feel like I'm being blessed for that and I don't mean to I don't mean this to sound like self-righteous or like anything but I feel myself changing I've since reading this book I feel it change like an example, the other day I was driving out of the bank and I, I wasn't in a hurry. I was just driving out of the bank and I looked both ways and there wasn't a car and I pulled out and suddenly there's this big, huge white truck behind me. He must have been just driving really fast and caught up to me. Well, he didn't just honk his horn. He had like a train horn on it. Like, have you guys ever heard that? Mm-hmm. It scared the living shiz out of me. I mean, I, my heart went right through my head. Like it scared me so bad. And you know what? I didn't feel one bit of anger towards him. I just thought, oh my gosh, he's going to hurt somebody. An old lady's going to die. Like somebody's going to die. And I instantly was just like, oh my gosh, I've got to protect the old ladies. Like I, I didn't feel <laughs> anger and I didn't feel, and I've had so many things happen that I'm like, I'm changing. Like I can feel a change. Not that I think that I have a long way to go. Let me tell you, but, um, and then last night I, when I, I texted Cameron because I've been watching for the signs with the Shemitah and with the Jupiter being closer to the earth. And we were, I was thinking something big was going to happen because of these signs not the Shemitah, what was it? The Feast of Trumpets. Anyway, so I've been watching. And then yesterday when that pipeline blew up, I I don't know know if all of you guys know what I'm talking about. But um, I noticed that my body went back into kind of an adrenal. I I think I had like, I used to have kind of adrenal fatigue uh, during the beginning of COVID where my body, I just constantly felt that fight or flight. I just constantly, I didn't, I couldn't relax even when I would try. And last night I started into that again. And I was like, Oh, I've been doing so good with faith and I got to get faith back. And, and I was praying about it. And then I just, all of a sudden I was just like, it's all about the will, whatever is happening. There's a reason why there's a reason why everything, this has to happen and we all have agency and whatever, because I, 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 
I feel bad for the people in Europe that don't have the 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 heat that they might need or the the families that might be hurting and the the effects of this like and I think it could it I I honestly do think it will be effective it will affect us and I instead I went I went to fear and then I was like no 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 go go back go back to lectures of faith I kind of had to like have a little talk with myself and go back to the the will uh, and that whole chapter seven was really to me probably my favorite just because um because we came here to get agency and then and that and the will is agency what what is what do we want what do we you know and just having faith that things are going to work out the way they're supposed to and um it took me most of the night to kind of calm calm my body down um and then i'm just so thankful because i can feel like i'm i feel like i am releasing a lot of like i'm forgiving quicker and releasing anger um and I just want to love more. I just want to love people, just love them where they are and just let them have that will. Just let them have that agency and just let them have that space to go wherever they need to go. And I haven't always been like that. I haven't, I've wanted to, and I still have a long way to go, but I feel like this book, um, another thing is I feel like it's given me the courage to be me because I'm a very much a step forward kind of person and and I've put myself down for being like that like I've I've always wanted to be sweet and shy and I'm not sweet and shy I'm just not I'm I'm just more of a I'm out there I have a big heart but I'm not like the sweet tender quiet person I'm more outward and forward but this like the faith and the the faith and the action is the power and that's actually what my spirit is and so it's okay to be that way it's okay to be outward and forward I don't have to be a sweet docile like cultured and refined because that's not how Heavenly Father made me and um and so to follow that action part is okay. And like, um, I don't know, it's just given me comp more confidence to be me and not try to be sweet. <laughs> I mean, I want to be sweet, but like, you know what I'm saying, right? Does anybody get what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway but I just love all of you guys and I just I just love lectures of faith and I and it's made me love the prophet Joseph Smith so much more and the power of um the power of um keeping the word of wisdom probably has been 
the most impactful just feel I feel the power of it and I just have a desire to even do better with it and I that's all I have to say in the name of Jesus Christ amen <laughs> yeah, I didn't close mine in the name of Jesus Christ <laughs> no. we can end the whole meeting in the name of Jesus Christ <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I just kind of feel that way too, that um, it's kind of like everything we've studied, it's kind of given more clarity to um, like why Abraham did what he did and, and Sarah um, faith when you descend um, that there will be an ascent Um and then in triumph of Zion, boy, how just to have faith in, in Zion and all the promises, you know, that, um, that will be reunited, Enoch, the city of Enoch will come down and will fall upon each other's necks. Like, how beautiful is that? And to have faith in that, um, you know, this yeah um unlike kathy i've read the lectures of faith and didn't president nelson admonish us to study it yeah yeah and i i read it i'm like yeah so <laughs> so it's been really helpful studying with you guys and and i think um reading the other books first helped me to be able to recognize things in lectures of faith that brought in questions instead of just saying, yeah, we already know that, of course, you know, to, to question and, and dig deeper to find answers. And then to be able to bounce things off with you guys have, has been pretty amazing. Um, yeah, just, it's been eye-opening and helping me understand the thing that's been really difficult in all this is um there's not many people we can talk about this with just because you guys we've been on a journey right and it's not like you can just talk to anyone about all the things i mean you can talk about you can't, you can't people, there's no context when you just talk to other people about something. If you, you know, that we've been learning, there's just no context and you have to, it's like, yeah, you need a year and a half of study before I can even talk to you about this. And that part's been hard, but, um, but it's also been amazing to be able to, to just learn so much and have my eyes opened in ways that I didn't, understand before and and to understand what the importance of faith because it just when you read um joseph talking about faith you know hope of things actually he's quoting right from the bible but there's so much more to it than just to hope and when i realized heavenly father and jesus christ still have faith it's like wow that's a it's not just a principle and something that'll be gone once we get to the other side it's something that we will have throughout eternity and how important it is to 
learn faith now so we can take that with us. So I feel like I'm a totally different person. So in all of our studies. So thank you guys. You're welcome. Thank you. You're awesome. <laughs> and you're uh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, Kathy, you are Kathy, you are sweet. I just hopped on right when you were right when you were in the middle of your I guess it was your testimony. Is that what was? Yeah, I just barely I just barely hopped on here, but um I'm so glad I did when I did because I really needed to hear what you were saying because I'm at <clears throat> it's um we're, our family it's we're having a very stressful week. Um, my sister was divorced about eight years ago from an abusive man. Um, he's a narcissistic sociopath who happens to be in my ward oh, <laughs> and no. comes to church, whatever. And his young, her youngest son their youngest son and my youngest son are in the same class at school and very close. So I have to interact with him to get the kids together. And anyway, they have a huge trial that starts Friday for custody. Um, his, he had, they have five kids. His three girls refuse to see him. And he's been fighting to re make them reunify with him. Um, they have memories of him abusing them, trafficking them. I mean, just terrible oh, stuff. Wow. But he wants, he's trying to force them to spend time with him. He's just so, it's very hard. And he, his, this is crazy. So my sister wanted me and my other sister and my sister-in-law to be witnesses for her. But his attorneys just subpoenaed me and my sister-in-law today. Huh. So it's, it's crazy. And I, I'm, I've, I go back and forth between being absolutely terrified to be on the witness stand and being, and feeling peace. Like I, I have those two extremes all week. Um, I have to appear Friday at 11. Um, and I'm just so nervous about what his attorneys are going to ask. And what am I going to say? I know her attorney is going to ask me because I met with him. Um, but anyway, just hearing you, Kathy, talk about your reaction in your body to the signs that you saw and that's what I've been going back and forth with all week because of this trial coming up and I've never been on the witness stand before um so I'm I'm really nervous about it tonight because I got the subpoena today <laughs> from his side it's just like it's crazy why would you call your ex-sister-in-law and and she, he also subpoenaed my sister's husband. Why would you subpoena your ex-wife's husband? I, anyway, we're all just like, oh, <laughs> going back and forth on Marco Polo all day about, and it's just been a roller coaster week. But hearing you, Kathy, talk about 
going to faith because <laughs> it's there are times when I'm like, I know that it's going to go exactly the way it should. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we are, my sister is the most faithful person I know. She, as soon as stress hits, as soon as she thinks I need to get to the temple and she goes to the temple as often as she can. And she receives revelation there about the next step what she should do next and it's she's just amazing and you know but it's really it's really hard to stay in that place of faith and peace when you're facing this this monstrous thing that you know they're they're he wants custody of the girls that and they're they're literally terrified of him they literally tear they have panic attacks if they think they even might see him Mm. his oldest daughter cut him out of her life when she was 15 she's 21 now she changed her name legally she wants nothing to do with him her name is now my my maiden name emily ball and she she's going to be the star witness at this trial She's going to stand, sit on that stand and tell everybody why she wants nothing to do with her father. It's just, it's very, it's just huge. And, um, yeah, but I, I'm really (laughs) trying, like, I'm trying to stay in that faithful, peaceful place, praying praying that when I'm on the stand, the spirit will guide my words and I'll say what what I what what heavenly father wants me to say you know it's just but I'm glad I I mean we've been all day just going back that's why I got on late because we just go back and forth all day about all and then there's stuff that's been coming it's just been stressful (laughs) and I just feel it in my body but anyway I just wanted to say that I I, ha- I haven't even, because of all the stuff that's been going on, I haven't finished the lectures on faith yet, but I do want to, I love, I have loved, it is incredible. It's incredible. Those lectures are, I, I don't understand why they're not canonized, but, um, and I don't know if you guys have talked about that already that I knew because I missed last week too, but um they're incredible it's I, I can't even I I don't even I don't even know how many times I'm gonna have to read it to to really digest even some of it it's just it's me it's me I'm glad I'm so like you Alethea I'm so glad for this journey that started with Abraham and how I it is amazing to me to look back I knew nothing about Abraham and now it can come up in, you know, church or wherever. And I, Oh yeah, I know all about Abraham and Sarah and I love them. I love them because I know them. And that was how long ago? When did, what was that? 2020 when we started? (laughs) It's over a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. And the journey, I I agree with you, Lethia. She's been absolutely 
amazing yeah there's I can't explain it to anybody like you said I can't explain it to yeah anybody just these books and and um anyway I'm very grateful for it and just trying to keep that faith (laughs) I will be praying for you all day tomorrow yeah oh thank you it's it's I'm not looking forward to it at all the judge the judge is forcing a um, mediation tomorrow afternoon to try and settle but my sister's not gonna budge and her ex-husband she's like he's not gonna budge (laughs) so there's gonna be a trial (laughs) and uh, yeah it's 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 a crazy story there's so much but anyway I'm glad I hopped on when I did so I could perfect timing yeah right just another little piece of evidence that Emily father knows (laughs) Mm -hmm. and he's just gonna guide and lead and gently along (laughs) right Mm -hmm. we all love you thank you thank you (laughs) I'm glad I hopped on Roxanne Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry for what you're going through, and I understand completely. My ex-husband did the same thing. Oh. He took me to court for almost 18 years, three or four or five times a year. Oh my! Gosh. Turned my daughter against me for oh. years. It's and just... you can't get a narcissist to agree to anything. Anything, anything. And if you want not... black, he wants white. And and they don't take responsibility for any part of it. It's no. my all of it is my sister's fault. And they don't care all about the kids either. All they want to do is hurt them. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I, I don't want to be in that courtroom looking at him on the way. I just I'm not looking forward to it. They're gonna all. try to trip you up and see if you're lying about anything. I know. I know. That's why I'm just, I'm going to get a blessing from my husband and just really pray just, you know, and my, the whole family, we fasted on Sunday and we're, everybody's praying and hope, just hoping. And, and my sister in what, when she went to the temple one day, she was told that the courts of men are not just, no, but, but God is. So she may just have to rely on whatever. Just don't extrapolate on anything. Just yes or no. Yeah. That's what my dad said. He said, don't give them anything. No, because that's what they're looking for. (laughs) Then they can blame you. Right. I'm just so not looking forward to it. (laughs) Yes, the Holy Ghost. I don't remember. Right. And that's why I'm so glad I hopped on when I did, because I, because you reminded me about all of that. So yeah, my, my ex was an LA cop. Oh, wow. <laughs> that makes a whole new twist on it there. Mm-hmm. Well, you're know. definitely in our prayers. Yeah. Thank for sure. you. For sure. Thank you. But thank you so much. Is for it tomorrow? This. It's on Friday. I have to appear Friday morning, yeah. Okay. Definitely it's too bad you couldn't have gotten him first. 
I know. <laughs> Being nice just doesn't work. I know. No, you just twist it. Everything yes. he twists everything. It, it's he must be tutored by Satan. Literally, seriously, because sometimes you're like, how? Yeah, I feel agree with that. It? How does he? How does he know how to twist it so, so well? It, because he's vindictive and filled with hate. Yeah, I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, forcing your kids to see you whether they want to or not. Yes. Maybe the he kids got to tell the judge mm -hmm. everything that he's done to them. That's what, what they're going to do. Well, <clears throat> my sister filed a motion to have her girls have an audience with the judge, but the judge hasn't decided on that yet. Hmm. What state that is That would be great. In? Idaho. Oh, boy. Yeah, I went to court in Idaho too and got screwed and tattooed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This judge, if, the if, same judge they've had through the whole thing, and she has never ruled in my sister's favor. Yeah. It's official. Terry is a bad mother. Yeah. <laughs> he spent years trying to prove that. Oh. That, was in, that was in 1982, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 1982. Oh, man. Oh, my Oh. And they would have taken her daughter away, except she was in Saudi Arabia with me, so they couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. That's the only smart thing I did. <laughs> I didn't bring her with me. That's why I needed to tell my sister, just yeah. move to Europe. <laughs> just take your kids out of the country till they're 18 or something. Yeah, we thought about that. We thought about moving to New Zealand. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. so terrible. Yeah, unfortunately it is. Oh, dang. What's really crazy is that when she, when, so my sister met him when she was 16 and, mm -hmm. you know, he, he groomed her and grew, anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> we all, when she talked about getting, marrying him, we all told her not to, we all said charity, don't marry this guy. He's a total jerk. Yeah, but at that thinking? age, you weren't going to change that. <laughs> no, I know. She looks back and she just kicks her, you know, like, oh my yep. gosh. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, that's enough of my soap opera going on over here. But, but we weren't <laughs> in the church when all this was going on either. It would have been nice uh, if we could have been. We didn't join the church till we moved to Idaho. Oh, wow. So you did I was get blessed to go to the temple. <laughs> oh, darn. Yeah. I didn't have anywhere to go. Oh. We do my parents didn't want anything to do with it, so I was on my own. Oh, wow. Mm. Awful. That's rough. But yeah, the blessings of, of being able to go to the temple and, and seek that respite mm -hmm. and those answers and get receive blessings and comfort and guidance. Mm -hmm. like. Yeah, we, we have really enjoyed this class because we've never taken a class before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's been wonderful. Well, wonderful. When you join the church at 28 and you miss all that before you're 28 <laughs> and you don't really know anything about it, just what people tell mm -hmm. you here and there, you miss an enormous amount of information <laughs> that yeah. took us years to catch up with. Mm -hmm. 
And mm-hmm. now okay. look what we've learned. Amazing, even deeper. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that I've learned, well, not think. Well, we missed Abraham, but then Chelsea decided to invite us to the class after that. <laughs> but uh, I I have grown more in the church in the last two years than in the first 40 years. 40 years. So uh, it's been amazing. And and I think that the lectures on faith just kind of brought it all together. And all of the stuff that we looked at before, it's, it's just been a real blessing to me. And I, I feel like I've changed um, quite a bit over the last year and a half or two years. But someone may disagree. <laughs> Some guys. <laughs> We're very grateful to you for having this class, for all the work that you do for it, for everything that you do and to pull all this information together so that we can get it. We're very grateful for that. Thank you. You're You're most welcome. (laughs) I'm taking an Old Testament class at BYUI this semester. And uh, we just read about Abraham this week. And it was like, you guys are missing so much, like so much. <laughs> There's anyway. a lot to it, yeah. I love that it. book, right? Mm-hmm. So like a, a couple of the things that uh, you mentioned there, uh, where like you just can't talk about this with, <laughs> with other people. And, you know, no. that's been used uh, in, in the contrary in my favor, but like at the same time, there, there's a real point in that, right? Um, I've been studying a lot. Uh, the Lord's been really prompting me with the hero's journey. I don't know if that's a familiar term to you, but like where, okay, here, this will kind of help summarize it. But um, so the other day uh, I was at uh, another person's house and they were watching Lord of the Rings and it was just concluding, right? And um, they're, they're back in the Shire, um, uh, Frodo and, and Samwise. And, and the looks on their faces are kind of the looks that I have sometimes when I, I'm like, oh man, if I could share the whole journey that the Lord's put me on in the last couple of years, but I, I just can't, you know, like you haven't been on the same journey, wouldn't have a context for it or, or anything, but yet when you come back to the Shire, it has a purpose. It has a grounding purpose to set you on your next journey. Because this this hero journey plays out many times throughout our lives as we go through kind of a, a death to our former self and then we're reborn and we um, embark on a new uh, fascinating uh, journey or, or leg of our, our lives. Um, but it, the, the look on on Frodo's face there at the, uh, the Shire there in the pub, I think it was, just kind of like summed up my feelings of Huh, I'm so glad for all of you uh, in, in all of our groups. Uh, you know, some of them uh, only was with us for, for the Book of Abraham. Some of them uh, <laughs> stuck it out the long haul. Um, but every step of the journey has been so wonderfully curated by the Lord. All of these friendships that we formed and, and the things like we can actually talk about these things. You know, some of us might've been like Mary and Pippin and we we're off with the, the Ents <laughs> or, you know, we might've been uh, right in, in Mordor itself, but um, we all have different missions and, and, and parts of our, our journey that might be different, but we all have a lot in common to um, be able to talk and discuss and share 
you know, when we were at education week, not to make anyone feel <laughs> excluded or out of the loop, but that was like such a, a fun time to, to be in person and like expressing a lot more than, than we do on our club, uh, book clubs, because, you know, we, we have our topics and, and things and it's kind of lined out, but having, I don't know, it, it's just very interesting, uh, how the Lord's led it all along and, how this lectures has has kind of put a capstone onto to that era of the journey and now we're kind of embarking on a, a new leg of the journey where there's a lot of unknowns <laughs> sometimes it's a little scary but um anyway yeah just what everybody said like i just love being able to to come and 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 talk freely about things and and wrestle with things you know like we have a safe space here where you know, I might be wrong, but I, I'm presenting what I'm thinking and, and we kind of hash things out and, and learn and grow together with, with all of it. Cameron, I love how you find all these parallels in movies. <laughs> Which I... every, every single, like, is every single movie you watch? Oh, I know how that relates to something I've been studying. <laughs> It's great. Hey, just FYI, I watched Arrival on my own yesterday or a couple yeah. days ago. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's funny. I, I used to be so into movies, like my everything that I would speak, my vernacular was movie quotes and things. And then the Lord told me to give it all up as, as, a, as a sacrifice to him kind of a thing. And it's just interesting how that plays out. But I mean, there's some things that they're you just can't forget, right? I mean, Frodo and the Shire, <laughs> we, we've got some Harry Potter references in there, Wizard of Oz yeah. always keeps coming up. <laughs> yeah, I love it. There, there's I love a lot it. Of... That's, it's great. It's great. I mean, they're all playing out basically the, the, the war in heaven story, right? So, yeah. and the good and the evil, right? So, I mean, it's yeah. the, the parallels and the connections are there. I just thought it was great that you brought up the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, uh, we'll we'll have a watch party on that one. That'll that'll take us a couple. Months. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a whole year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that'll be a whole year of study right there. <laughs> For sure. I love it. But yeah. Well, just everyone come up here with me. Come yeah. hang out at the cabin, and we'll watch it here. <laughs> I have one of those old big screen TVs from 2002. We can watch it on. <laughs> I love the 2002s old. Yeah. Well, for TVs, it is. Is it like a big box that's three feet thick? It sits on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. But it's hard to buy a new one when it works yeah. perfectly, and the new one's not going to be that big. Mm -hmm. So. I had that. one of those. But yeah, any others that, that want to share their testimony? If not, that's totally fine too. But. Well, I will say that being sweet and docile is completely overrated, especially on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I did make Cameron meet me in Idaho so that he realized that I had a personality and I wasn't just this strange mute person that stalks everybody in the book club. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I did want to just um, add to all the other testimonies that um, I'm so grateful for the study. And I was joking with my dad today that 
I uh, printed out our last week and I was like, I'm going to get something for effort because I carried this with me everywhere. Like it's all destroyed and ruined and I got through half of it. And I've been trying since before last Wednesday and just my life is just busy with six little kids and homeschooling and you know, everything. So, um, but I'm grateful for the things that I get out of it. I'm grateful on the weeks when I complete everything and I can get extra insights and thoughts and viewpoints from all of you. And I just appreciate it. And I know that I don't contribute a whole lot, but I'm super awkward on Zoom apparently. So um, just accept me as I am, I guess. Um, one of the interesting things as we've gone through this over the last year and a half, I find that um, whatever we're studying, whether it just works out or because the Lord is in the details, it's super applicable to um, whatever trials I'm facing or whatever is going on in my life. Uh, I was actually pondering, I'm like, all right, what's going to come my way? I feel like there's always something big that happens with each um, study. And I'm like, what's going to happen here? Um, and one thing that did happen is like someone that I love is majorly struggling with their faith. And I'm like, that's not what I was looking for, but kind of a, a funny little thing. I have a little faith sign on my shelf in my living room from Hobby Lobby, and it just looks like faith written in cursive. And in the process of studying this, it fell off the shelf and shattered to the ground. And I was devastated because my faith was shattered on the ground. And I was like, I feel like that's so applicable. Like I'm just, I'm shaken by this friend that's really struggling in the church. And so I just bought a new one from Hobby Lobby and it seriously broke again, like two days ago. So I don't know what I'm going to experience next. Maybe somebody else is going to be leaving the church. I don't know. But um, apparently I can't read lectures on faith and keep that sign on the shelf. So I'll wait a few yes. weeks. Uh, but I'm just, I'm grateful for uh, the study. I'm grateful for this journey. And I wish that I had so much more time to devote to the studies. And I am terrified of the Hebrew because I think it's amazing. And I want to learn everything and I want to do all the things. And I'm like, I don't know that I can fit Hebrew in. Yeah, it, it's a big commitment, isn't it? <laughs> It, it is, but it sounds so exciting. So I don't know. Maybe I'll like commit all my young women to do it with me. And so then I can include it in my calling and yeah. they can enjoy it too. <laughs> anyway, I'm grateful um, just for the the extra knowledge. Um, I know you guys heard about my, my journey with all the Christian homeschoolers and all the persecution that we seem to face with all of them. But um, I'm grateful to have the mysteries and grateful to have the deeper knowledge and i'm so grateful for joseph smith and the revealed truth and that we have these amazing gems that we can access even if they have been removed i'm grateful that we've been led to them so and i say these things in the name of jesus christ amen so i'd like to say something can you hear me right uh -huh. yeah okay so um this last month has been like totally crazy since education week for me. So I haven't done all the reading, but I can tell you the thing that has really, really, really impressed me and has really just um, struck even deeper and deeper with me is as we study the continual revelation that our current prophet truly is a prophet. And it doesn't matter what I study. It doesn't matter if it's the Old Testament, lectures on faith, uh, you know, Isaiah, Abraham. It doesn't matter. It just always seems to be able to point back to the prophet. 
that we have today. And I am so thankful for, for knowing that he really is God's mouthpiece on earth. There is just absolutely no question in my mind um, that he is our latter-day living prophet. And we are so blessed to have him. It's just an incredible feeling to know that. In addition to that, it was totally awesome to see you all at Education Week. And I'm sure hoping we can make that happen again. So I just say this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, it's been such a fun <laughs> group study. I mean, we had our, our little article to read, and but uh, just open it up for testimonies. We probably ought to do that <laughs> more often. But yeah, I, I'm super excited as we uh, head into our, our next phase um, with uh, the topical guide study and, and everything. I think we're going to be taking the, the principles from lectures on faith and, and really diving into deity's character, perfections, and attributes and, and really coming to know him on a much deeper level. I think we'll all come out of it like President Nelson as, as new men and women and and with a, a much deeper relationship with our, our Savior. Can you briefly go back over, because I missed the beginning mm -hmm. of this, yeah. for our um, options uh, starting, you know, monthly? Uh -huh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, let me bring up the, the calendar really quick. So um, we, it's kind of putting to bed, we have three different groups now. And so we've renamed them and kind of split them up in a different way. So instead of meeting on the same week at the same time, um, I, I just don't have that much time commitment uh, to offer. So we're going to have four different groups that are meeting at the same time uh, on a monthly basis. So um, the, the Wednesday group kind of transitions into uh, group Het and um, uh, meeting group, group Het. It's the Hebrew <laughs> alphabet. So right now I call all of them uh, group A, B, and C, um, but I wanted to break from that nomenclature, so I went with the Hebrew letters. So group Het is um, uh, one of the Hebrew letters there. Um, so it, that's not important. You don't have to memorize group Het. <laughs> but um, anyway, so the first Wednesdays of every month, there, there's a couple exceptions that happen that, uh, anyway, I'll, I'll be sending out the calendar each month uh, to keep up on it. But um, then we have uh, the second Sundays of each month, the third Tuesdays of each month, and the fourth Saturdays of each month. And in the Learn of Me workbook, uh, we're going to be following them in order, um, but it's going to be dispersed amongst the different groups. So, for example, um, chapter one of this workbook is the Bible dictionary entries for Jesus and for Christ. And um, we're going to be discussing that on October 5th in that group. And then the next, the, the following Sunday from that, we're going to go through chapter two of this workbook. And then the Tuesday, uh, the 18th, we're going to be going through chapter three of this book. So if you want to participate in all of the discussions you're more than welcome to but if you can just uh, come uh, on a regular basis on the Wednesday night kind of like we've been doing um, uh, you'd get a fourth of the topical guide studied um, but all of them are going to be recorded so you can keep up uh, if there's times that you can't make it uh, 
that's why we split uh, transitions from three groups to four groups so that we can try to uh, accommodate more people's schedules. Um, and that's why we're extending them to, to the three hour block so that we can cover different time zones as well. So um, it starts at from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. We're gonna be studying the topical guide. From 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. we're gonna do Come Follow Me. And then from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. we'll discuss whatever. So with General Conference, that will be the hour that we discuss General Conference. Um, if there's different books that you've read or topics you wanna to discuss, we're, it'll just be a, a free forum to, to discuss and share and, and talk about things. Uh, for example, if you're not able to come at, at the 6 p.m. Uh, timeframe, uh, we could, you know, kind of do a, a recap on that, that during that hour or whatever. But anyway, that's kind of the, the overall um, schedule. And so I'll send out this exact like graphic each month as we're coming upon a, a new month to kind of give you an idea of the homework that's there and um, what each group is doing. But it's just kind of choose your own level of participation. <laughs> I don't mean to stress everybody out, but um, the Lord's leading me in lots of different um, ways and things and uh, offerings. And so um, that's for October. Beginning in January, I'm starting a couple different groups um, studying Hebrew. And so uh, the first seven weeks, which cover January and February, let me bring up that graphic really quick, actually, because it... So nothing that you just discussed in October has to do with any type of Hebrew classes, correct? Correct. No, we're, we're starting that in the new year. Okay, got it. So we're and only that, starting uh, our... Mm -hmm. Sorry, in that calendar that you just showed, uh -huh. where can we find that? Uh -huh. So I emailed it out a couple of days ago, but I'm going to be emailing it out again here. Um, but I, I posted it on the Learning Zion Facebook group, and I'll be okay. modifying the, the the Learning Zion website to, to have that ongoing calendar on there as well. So okay. catch it in email or on the Facebook group or on the, the Learning Zion. And, and it's 6 o'clock, 6 p.m., 6 p.m., 6 p.m., and then the one Saturday is 9 a.m., correct? Correct. Yeah, the, the right. fourth Saturday, um, we're transitioning because there's some people over in uh, like uh, the UK and and other places that, that want to join in. But, you know, these other times just don't work for them. And so um, with yeah. our Isaiah book club, we do that on Saturday mornings and we've been able to include them. And so um, that's going to be one of the, the new offerings. So you're giving us three months to psych ourselves out to get ready for Hebrew. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yep, exactly. So our Hebrew is um, January and February. It's a seven-week course on the very basics, the, the basics of the alphabet and how to read backwards from what we're normally used to. Um, it, it, it's a pretty slow class, um, but uh, anyway, if you're nervous about going into vocabulary or grammar, I would highly recommend taking the seven-week study group. They're all going to be recorded, all available online after. Um, but anyway, so there's that seven weeks there. But then in March, we, we split into two different groups. So if you want to take the vocabulary uh, course or study group, it's not, I'm not really teaching much, but um, uh, it's mostly uh, being self-taught and coming together and, and uh, discussing all of the principles. But um, vocabulary is going to be studying uh, just kind of like doing word searches. So what does this 
word mean in the original Hebrew and when is it used and and what's the symbolism behind it? What numbers are associated with that word, etc. So it's not going to give you a mastery of the Hebrew language, but it does give you a lot of interesting insights. For example, like when President Nelson says, I learned about metanoeo, changing the way you breathe and, and all of these things, right? There's a lot of nuance to the, the words, and that's what this vocabulary green classes is going to be. But if you want to learn to read and speak and translate Hebrew, then you're going to want to take the red class. And it, it's a slow paced, but it is a lot more intense than the vocabulary because we're going to be studying grammar and, and how to construct and read and, and all of that kind of stuff. But I, I mean, it's in both of the classes, I, I have a general study plan, but if we need to go slower, we'll go slower. If we need to speed up, we'll speed up. Like it, it's all going to be based upon how everybody's feeling. And we're going to be taking uh, kind of the temperature of the group often uh, seeing if we, we need to do that. But um, with both of these classes from March on, um, we're going to be having guest speakers that are going to be coming on and helping us learn it. Um, we've got Donald Perry and Sean Hopkin and Tamara Uzlik Hall and Linda Cherry and uh, Carrie Muelstein that are all going to be coming on um, and, and helping us learn the Hebrew there. So how in the heck did you get those guys on? That's amazing. <laughs> A lot of faith. That's what Ed is for. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So I, I don't know, I just got ballsy one day and was like, okay, I'm just going to write them and ask them a simple question of, would you be willing to come on for five, maybe 10 minutes and share one Hebrew word that has impacted you and your studies? And all of them said, absolutely. We love that idea. And so. Did I, they say just one? <laughs> yeah, there was a couple of this one. But um, anyway, I, I asked a few of them, I was like, so would you be able to, to stay on for, you know, like a half hour, 45 minutes where we ask questions about what we're learning and uh, see if you have any tips and insights and, and things into the Hebrew. And anyway, so I've, I'm, <laughs> that was my first group and I'm getting them scheduled in and stuff. And then I'm going to be reaching out for round two and asking more professors to, to come on in. But um, Linda Cherry has been uh, generous enough. She's going to come and help us with each of the feast days. So we're going to be having a, a, a virtual feast for each of the original uh, biblical holidays. And Linda Cherry is going to help us um, celebrate those, navigate those, and, and kind of uh, learn their, their nuances and, and how we can apply those to modern and everything. Anyway, it's going to be a, a fun year couple of years we'll, we'll see how long it takes us <laughs> and and that is from it looks like uh from 7 30 january and february and then starting at six o'clock to nine starting in march right uh-huh yeah let me pull that back up just a second because that's a great question um okay so both of these blue classes are the same. You attend the 6 to 7.30 or you attend the 7.30 to 9. They're both going to be the exact same thing. It just whichever oh. works out best for your schedule. Oh. But, then, but okay. each of those. So 6 to 7.30. Got it. Okay. Uh -huh. And then they transition into the, the green or the red. Um, th those are both not going to be repeated or anything. They're going to be very separate groups. Um, but the two blue groups, it, it, just pick whichever one works best for your 
your time. Got it. Thanks. Yeah, that makes more sense now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great. Yeah. So as we do head in to <laughs> January, like I showed you the October calendar, here's like more transitioning into our, our January calendar. We've got lots of different crazy oh. fun ones. Um, if anybody is interested in our Isaiah Decoded group, so through the Isaiah Institute, it would be a different Zoom link and all of that. Um, in January, we're going to be doing the, the little pamphlet of Modern Idolatry and the End of the World. Uh, in February, we're going to do Becoming Kings and Queens of the Gentiles. And then um, from March on, we're going to be studying Avraham's 24 lecture series on dreams, visions, and near-death experiences as compared to the uh, vision of Isaiah. So um, if anybody's interested in those, let me know and I can get you signed up through the Isaiah Institute. But um, that's a, another thing to add on to your schedule. <laughs> when are those classes? Those ones are Saturday mornings. Um, from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. And what? It's every just, Saturday it's morning? Just before the, it's yeah, just those before are... the other Saturday, before the Hebrew classes. What class is it? It's right before another class. Uh-huh, yeah. So, uh, for example, um, so those ones go almost every single Saturday, except for when I'm on break and stuff. Um, that's group Zayin, um, which is the Isaiah Institute group there. And then one Saturday a month, we have our regular like Learning Zion book club right. that, that goes right on the heels of it. Um, and so, yeah, uh, the Isaiah Institute right. pretty much meets every single week. Um, but one of the Saturdays, there's an additional two hours where we can kind of join in there. Right. Sorry that that's so confusing. There's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> Take, yeah. Took me a long time to schedule all that out. So for the January, February Hebrew classes, what days are those? Okay, so all of the Hebrew for all of next year is always on Thursdays from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. is kind of the... Thursday, the got it. Okay, sweet. Mm -hmm. So, sure my, my calendar there. Okay, So, uh, for example, uh, first Wednesdays, second Sundays, third Tuesdays, I should color code these so they're a little bit easier to point out. And then fourth Saturdays, those are the learning Zion ones. And yep, then yep. the Hebrew is on Thursday and Isaiah yep. Institute Saturday. Right. And so you have no days left, right? I have my Mondays <laughs> <laughs> and I have my Fridays. My Fridays, I, I serve in the temple on Fridays. And then my Mondays are when I can get stuff done, hopefully. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Yeah, it should be really fun. It, it, it's going to be a, a roller coaster of a ride for sure next year. But um, <laughs> Chelsea says, does anyone want to adopt some of my children so I have more time to study? Yes. <laughs> Send them over. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, anyway, it's been such a, a fun journey with y'all and, and kind of a capstone tonight as we kind of wrap up that era. Uh, of our book clubs and head into a new one we'll see you on october 5th if it works out or whenever we'll see you I, i'm <laughs> i should really take attendance so we can try to track where everybody's at and all these new beginnings i know uh, quite a few of our our um, participants are uh, leading their own book club discussions this next year with local groups and things so hopefully it's freed up some time for you to do some of that as well but yeah, Chelsea.
So I went to a conference this past weekend. We had a conference that came out of nowhere. Um, we had two weeks to prepare. There were 17 stakes of the youth oh, wow. invited to President Lund and President Corden. Um, and in the email, they said very interestingly, this is the last time for 10 years that they'll be together like this again. I was like, that was really weird wording. <laughs> so um, anyway, they mentioned this in all three of the sessions. Um, and so I thought this was really important. I guess when they were leaving a meeting with President Nelson, he grabbed them both and very urgently said, this is direct quote, we need to teach them to pray. We need to talk about prayer to whom they pray and the language of prayer. We are way too casual about prayer. And so I thought that was especially neat after some of our studies, so. Where yeah. do we learn about the language of prayer? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is so fascinating. I, yeah, thanks for sharing that that's because amazing. that's a interesting, um, you know, like what is most pressing on President Nelson's mind? It's interesting to get snippets of that as, as these general authorities are, are traveling around and, and sharing parts of that. And then uh, Sister Corden did, or President Corden did say at one point, um, she was talking about these youth bringing in the second coming and she said, we're running out of time. Very boldly. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, that's interesting though that he said 10 years. Mm -hmm. oh, that was so oh. weird. That was just in the email to all of us. That was an urgent call to get the youth to get there. So I wonder what that means. Yeah. <laughs> but I, that would take us to 2030, right? Uh -huh. oh. Yeah. Atlanta Temple. Dedication. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you can all think about that as you go to sleep tonight. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to show that with our other groups too because they're, oh, interesting. I can get you the exact wording in that email too. I'd have to find it, but yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, I would love it if you want to send it on to me. I'll, I can pass it around. Put that, yeah. we put that quote in our, under our Zoom tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's where I would put it so that we can. Uh, come back to it and stuff but yeah that would be so fun to have mm -hmm. thanks for sharing that chelsea yeah. Yeah, no problem. and i don't think you're awkward on zoom <laughs> not at all it's okay <laughs> <laughs> all right well it's been a fun journey we'll hop uh, catch everyone when we see you <laughs> thanks again bye -bye. you're awesome thank you yeah. bye, -bye. Thank you. bye bye, bye.